Well, morning everybody. Good to see you all. It's a good day to be alive, isn't it? Um, slight change of plan this morning. We were supposed to be, we're in our, our thing about the distinctives, our series, aren't we? And, um, and today was going to be about kindness, our next distinctive. And, um, and I'm, I'm preaching next week as well, and uh, it was meant to be do a different one. Anyway, we, I was away at a conference over the weekend, and about 8 o'clock last night, just felt a kind of little knock at the door of my spirit, um, kind of the Holy Spirit just saying, actually, switch them round, do the Holy Spirit one today. And um, so here's my talk, <laughs> scribbled on the back of a, well, it's not quiet, but anyway, as of 8pm last night, we are going with this talk. And I think, um, my, my sense was, I've no idea, but I'm going to be obedient to God and we'll kind of go with it. As I've prayed that through this morning, um, my, my sense is actually that um, God loves it when we have to trust him, doesn't he? Like God seems to just absolutely bless um, when we fully rely on him. I don't know if that's been your experience. It's certainly been my experience. And I think probably, I felt just this morning as I was walking down here, God was saying, look, you've got a choice here. You can trust me and trust that you know, I will do stuff this morning, or you can try and have a full week of like planning out your best effort at trying to manufacture something where God moves by his spirit. So we're going for the, the better option today. And uh, it's going to be about him and absolutely not about me. So um, so we're going to start off, this is going to be very different, um, kind of this morning. There's going to be, in the words of Elvis, a little less conversation, a little more action. And uh, so we will be kind of, we can maybe sing that later, Dan, is that all right? We did somebody do an Elvis impression at one of our kind of talent nights once. Has somebody done Elvis? Steve Carr did, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, that was great. Um, anyway, so we are going to be, we're, this morning there is going to be an opportunity. We're going to be praying for one another to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We are going to be praying for one another to receive the gifts of the Spirit. That's where we're headed. How we get there will be an unfolding revelation to both you and to me. Um, <laughs> So anyway, uh, but first off, we are going to do things very differently. I would like three people to come and share. You've got two minutes to tell us the story, your testimony of when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you were, had that first filling of the Holy Spirit. I want three people to come forward. You've got two minutes. We don't want your life story. We want the, the two. I will even cut you off after two minutes, maybe. So we want just the brief kind of, this is what happened when I was filled with the Holy Spirit. So I need three people to come up. Um, God's nudging some of you in, in, this, in your spirit. Come on, Bridget. Here we go. We've got Ali as well. We're going with Ali first. Two minutes. Just describe what happened when you were filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, so I went to a conference, and uh, so I was at a conference, and I was about 14 um, in a tent of 10,000 people. And uh, kind of had that, well, had that kind of what, what I wouldn't, I'm, I hasten not to call it a traditional experience because I don't think it is, but kind of had that, that time of kind of just being lying on the floor with God, kind of just that whole sense of his, his spirit and his purpose. But I then kind of felt him call and say, stand up. And I'd been listening all day to talks specifically about being prophetic and prophecy. And he just said, go and walk. And I started walking around this tent as a 14-year-old bloke going, no idea what comes next. Um, and he just started dropping little words into my heart and I'd catch somebody's eye or I'd see somebody and God would just go, just go and say that. Brief prayer and then walk away. 
and I'd never experienced anything quite like it. Like it was, it was this sense that God was totally with me, totally for me in that moment and in that space. And the experience of knowing, of starting out in that place of knowing that God kind of just completely loved me, completely embraced me for who I was and then standing up and going, and this is how I want to use you. Like for me, that was just an incredible experience. That's great. Thanks, Ali. So I went up to university thinking that I knew everything as a Christian. Um, I was, you know, I was strong, I was strong. And um, God had other ideas. So in the CU, he pointed out all, well, no, sorry, he didn't point them out. I noticed people who I thought, they've really got something as a Christian. They're really, I'd like to be that sort of Christian. Then a friend of mine said, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? No, I said, I don't want anything of that. I don't want anything. She said, well, will you, will you just come to a prayer meeting? So I thought, well, prayer meeting's all right. So I went along with her to this prayer meeting. And we were the first people to arrive. It was in someone's house. And we sat there. And then I tell you, every single person who I had looked at in this Christian union and thought, they've got something. I'd like to be that sort of Christian, came along to this prayer meeting. And I was just bowled over and I thought this being baptized in the Holy Spirit must be something because I've seen it in who they are um, and I, it softened my heart and I then asked God to fill me with his spirit and nothing particularly happened except when I started reading the Bible the next day it was alive there was something different and then the next time I went to church somebody asked me are you filled with the Holy Spirit? It was that sort of church. It, it, I hadn't been going to that church, I must say. I went for the first time to that church because I'd never been to anything. And this guy came up to me and said, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I wasn't quite sure. And this guy next to him said, are you in love with Jesus? And I said, oh, yes. And he said, same thing. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Bridget. Okay, yeah, I was um, in my 20s, I'd been a Christian, been to church, but hadn't really had any experience of the Holy Spirit, and I was getting to the stage where there must be more to this Christian thing than I've got, and it was in the era of St. Mike's and David Watson, and um, I saw stuff going on there that I didn't have, and thought, mm, what's this, and I spent a long time reading the Bible, weighing it up, is it from God, is it not, changed my church, went to St. Mike's, still pursuing it, and then... I got to the stage where I thought, I want what they've got. And um, I was at some faith mission thing, and there was prayer for the Holy Spirit, and I thought, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I didn't go forward. And I was like, you know when you just think you've missed out completely? That night I was in floods of tears. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I do want it, I missed it, I didn't have the courage. Next day at church, which was I changed to St. Mike's, they asked people to go forward for prayer while I was up and down there, and um, was crying out to God, and Walter Stockdale, some of you will know him, prayed for me, and uh, I, as I was crying out to God, I just felt that overwhelming love of God, and I, as I was speaking out his name, the words changed, and I knew that I was speaking in tongues, and I was so overwhelmed with it, I just, and when I got home, I just shut myself in a room, and would spent ages just praying in tongues and singing in tongues. And I thought, oh, my goodness, this is, this is amazing. And it was just, and 
And from that moment on, I never doubted that I was a Christian. You know, up to that point, sometimes I think, well, am I really a Christian? You know, because I know what I'm like. Um, But actually, from that moment on, I just knew his power in a way that I'd never known before. Amazing. Can we thank those three for being brave and willing? Did you, did you pick up there on, in each of those stories? There was a desire within them. There was a hunger there in each of those three people. They, they were hungry for something more. Their current experience had left them feeling like there is more to my faith than what I'm currently experiencing. And they were given opportunities which they responded to. That there was, a, there was a, a moment where they made a decision to say yes, I am going to respond to this, and I am I'm going to receive the Holy Spirit, and they did, and and things changed after that point. I, I just want to say right at the outset, if you here today have just you might not have come aware of this, but as these people have been speaking, if you've just had that, you know what? I am hungry for the Holy Spirit. I, I there, there's more that I know there is more there for me than I'm currently experiencing in God, then, then I want to encourage you later on, when it comes to time to, you know, time to pray for one another, please respond because God is faithful and he will give, he gives good gifts to those who ask him. So we want to, I just want to say right at the outset, like if, you've, if you know that's you, then we're going to pray for you a bit later on. Um, okay, so a few weeks back, if you remember, we were talking about, we launched this series talking about being a gateway for God's kingdom. Um, we, we talked about what does it mean to be gateway, looked at Genesis 28, looked at Jacob, and we used the phrase, a people who proclaim and demonstrate the good news of God's kingdom. And, uh, and this distinctive about, we, we use the word spirit, it's one of the six distinctives we use, and the phrase is that we are eager for more of the Holy Spirit in everything we do. Uh, you know, some of our distinctives, when we talk about them, we can say confidently, this is us. For some of them, they're kind of more aspirational. They're more like, we, we want to grow more in this area. And for me, this is something that's just really on my heart for us as a group of people, is that we, we want to be hungry, we want to be eager, we want to pursue, we want to go after more of the Holy Spirit, more of his presence and his power in everything we do, not just in Sunday morning meetings here, not just in our kids' work, not just in small groups, uh, life groups, it, it, in our everyday lives, across everything. Is, is that true? Do you have that same desire? We want to be, be eager, don't we? We don't want to just be passive in this. We want to be eager for more of the Holy Spirit in everything that we do. Uh, in the first chapter of Acts, we read that the, the apostles, Jesus' disciples, um, Jesus, by this point, has died and risen again. And, uh, and it says, they kept asking him, starting at verse 6. I don't have any PowerPoint, sorry. We, I just didn't have time. Um, uh, they, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? He replied, the Father alone has authority to set those dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
The, the disciples at this point, they'd already received their commission you know, to go and make disciples of all nations. But Jesus had told them, he said, wait, there's one key thing that needs to happen for you to be able to fulfill the commission that I have given you. You need to wait in Jerusalem. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the thing that will, you will receive when the Holy Spirit comes is power. This is going to be the engine that drives you out to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The disciples, who were a bunch of unschooled fishermen, uh, were transformed by the coming of the Holy Spirit into bold people. They received power and courage to go out and proclaim the good news uh, throughout the land and beyond. And here we are today, 2,000 years later, with a third of the world's population believing in Jesus because of those first few disciples receiving the Holy Spirit. We read in, um, in Acts 2, the day that this happened, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. It says everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit, not just some of them, not just a handful of the super holy disciples. Everyone was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, something I can't say, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs, and we all hear these people speaking in our languages about the wonderful things God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, oh, they're ju just drunk, that's all. And then you may know that Peter then gets up and he explains and he says, it's not, uh, we are not drunk at all. Listen, everybody, um, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's too early to be drunk. Um, but look, this is what God had prophesied years before. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, etc., etc., et He communicates the good news about Jesus and several thousand people put their trust, 3,000 people put their trust in Jesus that day. That is, the, the, I think, if you look through the Bible, one of, if not the, most transformative moment in a group of people you will ever read, right? A, a group of people who are waiting, it, you know, kind of, we're not quite sure what we're waiting for, something about the Holy Spirit, and they go from being unschooled fishermen, scared for their lives, to, to within presumably a few hours at nine o'clock in the morning, they head out and they start just telling everybody everywhere about the good news of Jesus. This transforms them and then that propels them throughout the, uh, the entire local region and ultimately it changes the world. These men and women without the Holy Spirit could not fulfill the commission that, that Jesus had given them. 
Now, one of the most mysterious and mind-blowing things is that that seems to be true about Jesus as well. So we read uh, in Luke, we go back to the beginning of Luke, and what we find is Jesus, when he gets to the age of 30, he goes and he's baptized uh, by his cousin John. And it says, as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Jesus, fully man, fully God, there comes a point where he is filled with the Holy Spirit. And let's just clock this here. Let's just pause here for a minute. One of the things that happens is the Father affirms him in that moment. Isn't it really interesting? That came out in some of those stories. That was my story of when I was filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, I knew how loved I was, and it completely blew me away. It completely blew me away. All in one moment, I was so aware in a way that I had never been aware before of how great God's love for me was. And it cut me to the heart and convicted me, but it also overwhelmed me with such a, a sense of affirmation. And I was in a flood of snot and tears and laughter all at the same time. Jesus himself, in the moment the Holy Spirit comes and descends on him like a dove, the Father affirms him and publicly affirms him and says, you are my dearly loved son. You give me great joy. For, for some of you today, when you are either for the first time or again filled with the Holy Spirit, God is going to affirm you. He is going to tell you that you are his daily loved son or daughter and that you bring him great joy. So if you skip on a couple of chapters, what you find at the beginning of Luke 4 is it says this, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River where he'd been baptized and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. It says Jesus is now full of the Holy Spirit. God leads him into the wilderness where he's tempted. He has this kind of, he fasts for 40 days. He's very hungry. The enemy comes to him and tempts him. But then after that temptation is over, Jesus passes the test in verse 14, Luke 4, verse 14. He says, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Interesting, isn't it? Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. He's driven into the wilderness by God. He's led into the wilderness. He spends that quality time with God, and he returns full of the Holy Spirit's power. For, for some of you today, I believe that being filled with the Holy Spirit is going to lead to power. That's, that's going to be the, the key change for some of you. You know, For some, it might be that initial you are being affirmed by God's great love for you, and it's going to overwhelm you in all kinds of ways. For some of you, you are going to receive power, transformative power, that is going to make a difference to your everyday life. That is going to mean when you read the Bible, stuff jumps out to you and it's alive and, and fresh for the first time. For some of you, it's going to be that when you encounter challenges and problems and people who, who need God, you're going to find you've got the power, you've got the Holy Spirit's power within you, equipping you to make a difference in that situation. You, the Holy Spirit isn't just a, for fantastic worship meetings when we gather together as Christians. The Holy Spirit is about giving us power for the, the commission, the mission 
that God has called us to be. If we want to be a gateway for God's kingdom, if we want to be a people who proclaim and demonstrate the good news of his kingdom, we need the Holy Spirit, right? It's not an optional extra. It's not kind of for some super holy Christians who, who kind of spirit-filled. It's for every single believer. This is on offer to each and every one of us. If, if the apostles who, when I read the, them, you know, they're, they're this mishmash of, of, they have wonderful moments and they have really silly moments where they say really stupid things to Jesus and he calls them Satan, like Pope Peter at one point. Like, I can relate to those, those people, but, but, but if they need the Holy Spirit to, to equip them to do all that God has called them to do, then, and, and if Jesus, <laughs> God himself, needs the Holy Spirit's power, then I need his power. That's why we need to be eager for more of the Holy Spirit in everything we do, right? That's why this needs to mark us as a church. This is what makes us different to other nice people out there in the world, right? This is the, this is the distinctive thing about Christ followers, is that we're not just serving people and seeing God trying to transform our city through, through our own strength and power. We're doing it being vessels of him, and his power, right? That's, that's what makes us completely different. That's what marks you and I out as, as supernatural, not just natural. Try, if we want to see God's kingdom come to this city, and we try and do it in our natural strength, we're going to be just like a statutory agency of the council or some charity of nice people, which is great. But how much greater could that be if we have the Spirit's power firing us along, fueling us to be all he calls us to be. So, and there is a thing in Acts 19, I know you know, a lot has been written about this, um, but in Acts 19, verse 1, Paul's on his third journey, and um, it says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast, where he found several believers. He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed, he asked them. No, they replied, we haven't even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Then what baptism did you experience, he asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. It is possible to, to come to faith and to even, they were baptized and still not know anything about the Holy Spirit. That's possible. That is a possibility. I don't know if maybe there are some people here today where you've, you've come from a church background where you've heard about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was a bit like, you know, Bridget's testimony just wasn't a thing. Like, or, or even was something to, to kind of the only the crazies did. Yeah, we've, some of us have been in churches like that, right? Those are the crazy churches that we stay well clear of. We don't get sat next to them at a cross-church prayer meeting in case something wild happens. It is possible to be in that place. But Paul says, actually, there's more. <laughs> there is more for you. And what was the result of it? For these guys here, when, they, when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. For some of you today, I believe that God 
is going to affirm you in his love. You are going to be overwhelmed by his love. For some of you, you are going to receive a new infilling of power for, for the, the mission and the, the stuff that God has called you to do. For some of you, you are going to receive gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to speak in tongues for the first time. Some of you are going to prophesy for the first time. You're going to speak words of truth and encouragement over other people because that's what we read in the Bible happens when people are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's not guesswork. That's not me kind of pulling things out of the air. I think God's going to do this today. This is what we read in Acts. When people are filled with the Holy Spirit, these things and more besides happens. So, I think I've said everything I want to say. (laughs) And I think we're going to go down the Elvis route. So, a little less conversation, a little more action. We're going to pray for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, The first thing we're going to do... Um, yes, can we have a harpist, please? Is that all right? Can we get a musician up? Sorry, that's a reference to somewhere in the Old Testament, isn't it? <laughs> Bring me a harpist before he prophesies. Who is it, Elijah, maybe? I don't know. This is what happens when we go off script. Just shut up. Pray for people. Right, we're going to pray for people. So, um, we're going to pray for various different groups of people, I think. And we'll see what happens. So first off, the the picture I had this morning, just as I was praying, was of um, you know when you're driving your car and um, and and kind of the the fuel thing, what's it called, gauge, um, kind of is 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 empty and the red light comes on and some some flash, some just kind of come on, some are orange, but they there's a warning there that says kind of running on empty, you need to refill. Um, my sense was that for some people today, the first group we want to pray for are people, you feel like there's a red warning light on because you are empty. You just know you're empty and you need to be filled. And it might be this is the first time you have ever responded to this kind of thing where you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Or it might be that actually you've received the Holy Spirit at some point before, but you just know you're, you're flat out empty. And God loves it when we come to him empty and hungry, and he's going to refill you again. So we're going to do this properly, as in we're going to invite you to come to the front. Um, so I just want to do that now. Um, so I just want to encourage you. I want to invite you. Great. Why don't we come down the front? Who, whoever feels empty this morning, there is literally zero shame about this. This is, this is a good move to come down the front, right? This is not a, a thing to be embarrassed about. This is not a, it's a good sign of weakness, if it's any sign of weakness, right? It's not a, it's, there's, no, there's no shame, no bad thing here. If you just know that's you, your, your fuel light is on empty, then come down the front. reason we invite you to come down the front is just because sometimes that physical act of walking forward is is a way of demonstrating to God that you're serious yeah and there's no special anointing down the front God is here and he's going to do all kinds of things so we're just going to pray you just keep coming if it's you there's you know there'll be plenty of people here absolutely no embarrassment just people who are hungry why don't you guys just kind of get into receiving mode just come before God and, um, and I, I'm just going to pray, and then we'll get some people praying for you as well, okay? Father, we thank you that you 
you were a, you were a good, good father. And you invite us to come to you like children expectant that when we ask for good things, you give them. Jesus, that's how you described our Father in heaven. And so we come to you this morning expectant that when we ask, you are a generous God who will give in extravagant ways. You're not going to hold back this morning. You are going to come by your spirit and you are going to affirm some of these people in your love. You are going to fill them with your Holy Spirit. You are going to give them power and you are going to release new gifts in them. So we say, come Holy Spirit. We say, come and fill each and every person who has come forward here. Come and fill them with your spirit. Come and overwhelm them with your love and your power.